wonder what success actually means? How do you get it? And how do you keep it? We all want it, yet sometimes it feels only some of us get to have it. Hi, Teresa and Blair here. We are two badass entrepreneurs, best-selling authors, coaches, and business mentors who have had success, felt success, questioned our own success, and reclaimed it. Let's be real for a hot minute. 2020 has been a roller coaster ride, and many of us have started to wonder if they'll lose the things that made them successful. So we got curious, raw and real, about what success is truly about. Can you put it in a box? How can you get it? Can people take it away, or are you the one with the power? Does it mean the same to all of us, or are we the ones that create it? From PGA golf pros to doctors, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and spiritual mentors. We get together to meet with successful people from around the globe to dissect success through vibrant conversations and interviews. Make sure you click the subscribe button on the App Store because each week we will drop a new episode to bust through the myths around success and dissect its true meaning. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another fabulous episode of Dissecting Success. This week we are here with an absolute amazing guest, Millie Fox. Millie is obsessed with all things self-worth and manifestation. Think of her as Brene Brown meets Gabby Bernstein with a sprinkle of Goofy on top. I love that so, so much. Millie's superpower is her ability to clearly see women in all their divine perfection and to reflect that back to them. She has a vision for each woman she works with and helps them manifest that vision. And I can personally attest to that as well. Millie has been called to live a big, bold life of luxury in order to expand what women believe is possible for them. She aims to raise the collective consciousness and heal generational trauma emotionally, physically, and spiritually through her coaching programs and internet dance parties. Millie is a published author and voracious reader who's living life in sunny Miami right now. And Millie, I'm so, so excited to welcome you to the Dissecting Success podcast. Welcome. Hi, and I am so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh my God, so much fun. I feel like this is going to be a fun and eye-opening conversation. There's going to be so many golden nuggets, but let's get started with the juicy question we like to ask all of our guests, Millie. What does success mean to you? I truly believe that success is pursuit of a worthy goal. I don't think it's the arrival. I think it's the enjoyment of the pursuit. Ooh, that's so good. Okay. Pursuit. That's such an interesting word because pursuit's like to go after, right? Mm -hmm. And you also are an expert in manifestation. Mm -hmm. How does the pursuit and manifestation commingle? Well, it's really all about the state of being that you're in right now, right? Because you manifest from who you are right? What you are, who you are. So it's, it's really about the pursuit because it's about who you are as you manifest. It's not about the end result. It's about living as if the end result were now, right? Ooh, that's so good, Millie. You know, <laughs> it's so interesting because I realized with manifestation and, and I'm, I'm just diving right in because manifestation is something that I really believe in. I've never really yeah. been trained to do it. And I didn't really realize 
I was doing it and I subconsciously was doing it. And sometimes there was great results. And sometimes I was wanting something to not happen and it didn't happen. But the reason that didn't happen was something more terrible happened. And so I'm, you know, I'm like, wow, am, am I a witch? The answer is yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. like, you know, manifestation is so powerful and there's such a difference between subconsciously doing it and consciously doing it or manifesting with a purpose. And can we talk mm-hmm. about that for a bit? And like, you know, how to manifest with a purpose and why people should manifest and just dive into that a bit. Oh, for sure. I call it conscious manifestation, which is what you just said, right? It's, it's having the awareness that you're doing it because we are always manifesting because we're always, um, you know, attracting it's the law of vibration. The law of attraction is always working, you know? So it's really about understanding what you want right? And knowing how energetically to bring it about. And so you should do that because then you, you, then you'll get what you want, (laughs) you know? And sometimes it's, it's unavoidable to manifest things that we say we don't want because there's a lot of subconscious manifestation that goes on subconscious manifesting that goes on, uh, and, and it's a kind of a beautiful thing, really, when you think about it, because when those things happen, it gives you the awareness, um, you know, to know further and clearer what you do want. Right. So when we live in the contrast, we we are able to gain more clarity on what we do want. So it brings it brings certain subconscious things to the surface uh, if we're willing to look at them and then we're able to consciously manifest after that. I love that, Millie. I feel like that's so powerful. And and this theme of clarity seems to keep Mm -hmm. coming through this as well. You said this, like that we've got to know what we want Mm -hmm. and then figure out how energetically we can really bring that in. Now, Mm -hmm. one of the things that I have found or that I'm really curious about actually, and maybe you can like dive into this or give us some tips. And, and I feel like I may not be the only one who has this feeling, but, but sometimes I find when it comes to manifestation, I feel like I'm clear on what I want. I'm clear on my desires. I take the actions, but there's these times still where I just feel so much pressure all of a sudden around knowing what I want. And then that pressure turns into somehow, you know, if it's not happening, then I must be doing something wrong. Like I must be like a, you know, a terrible manifester. And so, um, and I know I learned from you in the wonderful program that I did with you to hold compassion for myself Mm -hmm. more and more. And I've been doing that, but like, can you speak to that just a little bit? Because I feel like, I mean, I can't possibly be the only one that has this experience sometimes. Oh yeah. Well, you know what? There's, there's a variety of reasons why something might not come through, you know, and some of those things maybe, you know, there's more lessons for you to pick up along the way you're saying you really want it, but subconsciously there may be something that's there that is actually telling you that you don't want it. Right. Because sometimes what can happen um, when we have a problem, let's just say, is we're actually gaining more from having the problem than that subconscious perception that we have 
have um, that we would receive from, from solving it. Right? It's called secondary gain. When we have a problem and we want to fix it, uh, sometimes we're actually gaining more in our subconscious beliefs um, by keeping the problem. So there's that. Uh, there's also like divine timing. You know, we don't know how long it takes for a manifestation to gestate let's just say we, we know, um, you know, there was a time when we didn't know how long it took a baby to, to gestate. And, and there's, there's maybe a day when we will, who knows, we have no way of knowing if that calculation will become available to us, but there's, there's so many factors and we have to trust that, if it's not coming right now, then there's something better coming down the pipeline. And I think that the key there is curiosity is really shifting into curiosity um, and wondering, like playfully wondering, well, if it's not this, if it's not now, there like it must be something better. Like there must be something fun and tricky coming down the pipeline that I can't possibly imagine at this time. Um, and now I don't exactly know what you meant about the pressure around knowing what you want, um, but I think that that's also a part, a part of the fun is that knowing that what we want can evolve too, right? It's knowing that we're allowed to change our minds um, and, and being able to have that level of self-awareness and recognition when we start to feel the pressure. Oh, look, I'm feeling pressure here. That means that I'm, I'm becoming really attached to an outcome, right? And, and really trying to, to control the way it happens um, and then again, getting back into that sort of curious, playful energy of, well, I wonder how else this could happen. I wonder if there's another way that what I'm saying I want could show up for me if I released, you know, maybe it's not going to look exactly how I see it in my mind's eye right now, but holding on to that feeling, that vision um, in a more zoomed out way, if I can take my hands off the grip you know, nothing you want is upstream. So take your hands off the oars and let it course correct on its own a little bit. That's what I would say. I, oh, so good. So what I'm kind of hearing high level is your words are so powerful. Mm -hmm. Your words have meaning. And sometimes like you don't know the path that your manifestation is going to take, but you have to have that trust. Oh yeah, for sure. Faith is so huge. Oh my God. Okay. So I'm going to share a little story with you. Um, I'm the founder of something called the I am resilient project. I started this in early 2019. Um, I learned my father who lives with addiction is terminally ill and we have a really bumpy relationship. We reconciled in my twenties. And so I felt like I finally got a fresh start and learning he was terminally ill felt like I was being robbed. And so we started sharing our story of addi um, addiction, forgiveness, resilience, and we decided, you know what, let's create a book. Let's gather stories of resilience. We can, we'll publish everything on the internet, online and social media, and we'll publish a book with stories of resilience from around the world. And so since starting this project, a lot of really hard things happened, like high level, like my husband had a heart attack and quadruple bypass surgery. I lost wow. my father-in-law, had a miscarriage, lost my mother and a whole bunch of other things. My father is still with us today and he's outlived what his like life expectancy has been, you know, perceived as. And I'm just about to wrap up the project. I'm not, the, I'm not wrapping up the project. Sorry. I'm publishing my first book. Right. And I'm, I'm really grateful that my dad will be here knock on wood to see that. 
But it's funny because I like to say that like I'm fully Jewish and half wooish. Like I am a Jew, <laughs> believes in the woo, you know? And um, so like I really do believe in manifestation. And my husband, it is not. He's not Jewish or wooish. And he was, I just, I just say that because it rhymes. Um, but like anyways, it. he even looked at me, he's like, Blair, you need to wrap up the I'm resilient project because the world is testing you about how resilient you are. Because during mm. the duration of putting out this project, I've been speaking on TV and radio and podcasts and writing about it and talking about how resilient I am, resilient I am and all about resilience and strengthening your resilience muscle. And it's like, I'm putting out into the universe, how resilient I am. And the universe keeps showing me I could even be more resilient. And so it's interesting because I'm trying to figure out my course correction. Like, do I rename the project from I'm resilient to you are resilient and get rid of the I? Like, what do I do so mm. that the universe stops testing my resilience? Mm. Wow. Okay. So first of all, I just want to like send a big virtual hug there because that's a lot of stuff to go through in a short period of time. Um, and you are resilient. Look at you. Wow. So maybe, maybe that's it. Um, if you're open to it, if you're open to a change, uh, I would just ask, you know, that's my sort of MO um, when I'm unsure of something is like, okay, universe, like something feels really unsure right now. And I wait, I trust and I wait and I go, I know, I know I'll know when I know, you know, <laughs> that's how I kind of, that's how I kind of move with that stuff. And, and I don't really force it and I don't um, move on things until I feel like, okay, well, it's this or it's that. And I, I wait for a sign is what I usually go for. I love that. You know, you, you know, your intro where you said that you're kind of like a <clears throat> Brene Brown, Gabby Bernstein, goofy, like hybrid. And mm -hmm. well, my Shane, well, my Shane, he is my Shane, but my husband, Shane had his heart attack. I was really diving into some of Gabby Bernstein stuff. And that's where mm -hmm. she really reminded me about the power of manifestation. So I started mm -hmm. setting goals again, and I started really focusing on what I wanted. And it's interesting because that was two years ago and I've literally gotten everything I've dreamed of. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing. like, I have like, and I have, obviously I set goal goals and, and, and dreams and when I want things to happen. And if they don't, I know they're, they're meant to happen when they happen, mm -hmm. but it's really like, it's just really interesting because Gabby Bernstein really helped me through like her content, her books, her social media really helped me through a very dark time. Yeah. And I just, yeah, like, I love, I love what you have to say. And I just think more people need to be open to the idea of manifesting and totally this concept. I, I totally thought you were going to say Brene Brown, because when you talk about resilience, she talks a lot about resilience too. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Because manifestation, it really is everything, right? It's your relationship with yourself. It's your relationship with others. Um, it's your resilience. It's your coping mechanisms. It's, it's how you relate to the world. Like literally everything is in relation, right? Everything we do experience. Uh, feel is in relation. So um, manifestation is about relationship in my, in my opinion and relationship with self and is, is the driver for pretty much everything else. Right. So I can see how that would have been really powerful for you. And for a lot of people, it's helped me come out of a lot of trauma and, and suffering as well. 
You know what I really love to um, Millie and and you know you and I know each other a little bit through same circles and and just being in like a similar like sort of like vibe sometimes and I've been watching your story and obviously like I follow you on your amazing Instagram and you always have so many great things to share but one thing that I really love about what you do as well and I think that's something really important because um, when I sort of was first introduced to manifestation and yeah like there's the Gabby Bernstein's of the world but I also see a lot of like um, you know, the, the messaging around, you know, you just got to always be high vibe and this and that. And so I remember um, when I first got introduced to what you do, that you put a little bit of a different spin on it too. And it was really the first time I started, you know, having somebody actually talk about how manifestation is in relation to yourself and how you view yourself and how you view the world and how that ends up becoming a reflection of what you're calling in and the whole thing started to make more sense to me at that mm -hmm. point because before I was like well you can't always be in this like Woo, space right so yeah. um maybe share a little bit like as people are looking to do this manifestation practice our listener might be interested in diving into that but you know where would you say they can start with that um, and also with their relation relationship that they have to themselves, maybe, and how that impacts. I'd love to just hear that more. Totally. It's sort of what I was alluding to when I said, you know, manifestation is about relationship and relationship to yourself, that everything that you experience is related back to you, right? It's, it's related back to how you view yourself and what you believe about the world is, is in relationship to what kind of person you think you are, right? It's, you know, we see somebody, we judge somebody, and then we tell a story about ourselves as soon as we complete that judgment, you know? We say, oh, that person is wearing pajamas in the mall. I would never wear pajamas in the mall. I'm not a lazy, disheveled person like that, you know? And then we tell a story about, well, that. And what does that story mean? Is it bad to be a lazy person? Is it bad to be disheveled? Does that mean that I'm less worthy of something if I am those things? So it's all of this talk that we don't, we don't realize that the, the things that we say to ourselves in our, our mind are actually like so much deeper um, than we think they are because we think it's just like a, a, a quick harmless like passing of judgment but really there's this whole backstory there about who you are behind everything you see in the world right because that's how we make sense of things so if you want to change what you experience in the world it's like Michael Jackson said, you know, it's got to start with the person in the mirror um, and, and do it by doing so. The first thing I think is a, is a, a level of awareness of self-awareness, right? It's just listening to like becoming the gentle observer of your thoughts, of the stories that are present there. You know, what am I making that mean? What, what, what meaning am I assigning to this person or this experience or um, this thing that I feel like I'm not allowed to have or I'm not allowed to do or I'm not allowed to say, what would it mean if I did? What would it mean about me if I did do that? Um, so becoming that gentle observer, I think, is the very first place to start. And I say gentle because 
the mainstream world of manifestation just is, it can so easily throw you into a shame spiral, you know? And that is the biggest thing that I seek to combat in my teachings because the world does not need any more shame. Like we are all so steeped in shame. We're raised in shame. We're still using shame-based parenting and fear-based parenting because we don't know any better yet. But that is what I seek to unravel and to teach people how to move away from. It's lifetimes and generations of, of using you know, fear and shame because it it was, it's a, it was a survival mechanism, you know, but I just, I feel like the human race has evolved to a place where we can start letting that go. Um, and we can find healthier ways. And that's why I love manifestation so much because it brings a little bit of magic to these topics that otherwise people really don't want to talk about. Um, people really don't like to talk about shame, (laughs) So it's just one of those things that get in the way that we have to talk about, but we can talk about it in like a more fun way when we're talking about manifesting, you know, like let's, let's draw in that luxury lifestyle. Oh, you want that? Well, let's talk about this then. You know, <laughs> It's a bit of a Trojan horse. <laughs> I love this Millie. And I love that you're bringing this um conversation and around shame because I feel like shame is also so hidden right because society as you said like we've we've come up with all these paradigms and meanings and judgments and they're all a little bit different for all of us but even with luxury things right like Mm -hmm. some people feel so much shame around desiring even to have luxury desiring to have money like it's it's amazing but it is like you said it's like the Trojan horse, like it's easy to say that you want something, but you mentioned that earlier, right? When I was talking about this pressure that like it could be in relation to that as well, right? Like, is there some conditioning, some belief that makes me think that when I have that, there's something like negative associated with it. Mm-hmm. And while well, this shame piece, you know, it's, it's so big and it just struck me for different reasons, but I'm, uh, I'm working through some personal things and I was in a counseling um, session and it was in relation to how I perceive what I do or what I want to change in my relationship. And he said to me, he was like, it sounds like this is rooted in shame. And it really struck me because when I was looking at what it was, which is having more open, vulnerable conversations, um, I didn't see that at all. And then when it got reflected back, I was like, whoa, that is so powerful. And I feel like, you know, with you helping your clients, I can see how that would be so powerful because you you can see that even when they're like, yes, I'm here for the life in Miami, luxury, right? They might see what you've manifested for yourself, you know, recently, And then they get stuck there, right? Because something's going on. And then, you know, to have a champion like you to be able to see them and move through this Mm -hmm. so that we, it's almost like cleaning the front door. So (laughs) things can actually come in, right? Yeah. And and I think it's because we kind of get sucked into wanting things other people have because it's like a shiny object thing. But another thing that I really, really, Um, stress in my teachings is about authenticity, right? 
So getting to know yourself is such an important part of manifestation uh, because we need to know what we really want based on who we really are, right? And, and not who we think we should be. Ooh, Millie, are you into human design? Yes. Did you know me and Teresa are both manifestor generators? Oh, awesome. What, what I'm, a ge- I'm a generator. I'm yeah. a, a three, five emotional generator. <laughs> oh shoot, Teresa, what am I? I, I know I'm a, <laughs> I'm, I'm a manifestor generator and I call it Manny, Manny Jenny. And it makes me think of Manny Petty. <laughs> I, I think, well, I feel like we're both a three, five. But no way. Yeah, I'm an emotional authority and Blair, you're a sacral authority. Yeah. And I'm a non-specific manifesto, which Okay. I like, I don't even know. Like sometimes I'm like, well, what do you do then? <laughs> and I don't know what I am, but I just I make shit happen. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, non-specific just means that you you should focus more on the feelings that you want to have. Um from whatever it is you're manifesting rather than the, like the physical details. Mm, oh my God. I love this. Oh, okay. So we're getting close to the end. So before we, we ask you um, the final question, why don't you let our listeners know how they can find you? Oh yeah, of course you can come and find me on the gram, which is the place that I'm most often hanging out. Um, also on Facebook too, you can find me at Millie L Fox on Facebook. I use my personal page over there. Um, and TikTok, if you so please at XO Millie Fox, <laughs> I know really what's going on over there, but yeah, <laughs> Instagram is probably the best place. I love it. Oh my gosh. Okay. I feel like we can talk to you for hours because we just kind of scratched the surface and I have so many questions. So we're going to have to have you back one day. I would be more than happy to come back. Love it. Maybe we can figure out how to do a three-way collab on Instagram with their new features. Who knows? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, So I would love to know what advice you have for our listeners who are on their path to success. I always have to come back to the fundamental piece of getting to know who you really are, because that that's a lifetime of discovery, you know, and the more you discover about who you are and what your preferences are, and you accept yourself, the more you can come from that place of truth and power inside of you, because knowing who you really are also roots you into, you know, the power of source in the world because we I always say that we are like a ray from the sun like if the sun is source like we are that right we're a ray from it and so tapping into that tap helps you tap into your greatest source of you know wisdom and power at the same time so starting there and then moving into clarity from that it's the most powerful thing you can do for manifesting I think that's that's so brilliant and you know the best time to start is now start discovering, you know, who you really are and what you really want and Mm -hmm. get rid of what society thinks we need. Right. There's Mm -hmm. so much more than the conventional nine to five. There's so much more than what our parents tell us is right and wrong and Mm -hmm. ask those questions and dig deep. And I absolutely, yeah, I'm just so honored. You took the time to chat with us and share your nose. I was going to say wisdom and knowledge that came out weird. (laughs) I'm I'm so honored that you came to share your wisdom and knowledge with us and our dissecting success listeners. And 
That wraps up another episode, and we are so excited to dissect success with you. Thank you. That's a wrap for another episode of Dissecting Success. Enjoyed this episode? Make sure to subscribe to Blair Kaplan Venables and Teresa Lambert's podcast, Dissecting Success on the App Store. And follow us on Instagram at Teresa Lambert Coaching and Blair from Blairland to stay up to date on our latest episodes, badass offers, and more. 